and uh, we're excited about what God's going to do. So we're going to open up in prayer and get right into worship. And so, uh, Lord, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you that you know every situation that we're dealing with today. Lord, and we just give you praise. We thank you, God, that you're making a way where there seems to be no way. We thank you that you give us life exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. Lord, we ask that your presence would come. You would bring healing to our lives. We expect miracles today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all ready to worship him today? He gives us life exceedingly, abundantly. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. We're going to make a joyful noise to the Lord today. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you give us life. Yes, you do. We worship you, God. You're worthy. Yes, you are. When I think of your goodness and your love think kindness and i know that your grace is giving me life is giving me life when i see your favor over me i'm grateful and i know that my savior is giving me life he's giving me life he's giving me
today. We thank you, Jesus, for lives to be healed, to be transformed in this place. Oh, God, the people that we're praying for, we thank you, God, for a turnaround in their life. In Jesus' name.
show us your glory. Show us your glory, Lord. Show us your glory. In wonder and surrender we fall down. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Let every burning heart be holy ground. God, our hearts burn for you. We want more of your presence, God. Come and fill our lives. Come and fill this place today, God. God, we thank you for lives to be changed, oh God, for chains to be broken in your presence today. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. Thank you that you are all powerful. There's nothing that's too hard for you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Chains fall, fear bound here now. Jesus, you change everything. Lives healed, whole found here now. Jesus, you change everything. bondages are broken in your presence today. We thank you that you are our deliverer. God, we thank you for life that you give us, oh God, exceedingly abundantly. God, above that, all that we could ask or think, and no matter what we've come in here with today, God, we thank you that you are turning things around for our good. We just thank you, God. We are encouraged today. We are excited about your presence and what you're doing in our lives. God, we thank you that this week is a week of breakthrough for us. We declare that in Jesus' name over every circumstance. We thank you, God. God, that your word says to us that you make a way when there seems to be no way, God. And we have great hope. We put our faith and our trust in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. What a beautiful spirit in the house today. We're going to have announcements by video in just one second, but I just want to say we are so glad that you're here. So good to see each of you today, and we have a, a very exciting, different, but exciting message today, and so if you would at this time, um, you can direct your attention to the screen, and uh, we have our announcements. 
Welcome to Praise Church and to Sunday at the Cinema. We have an exciting worship experience planned just for you. I hope that you have your notebook or your iPad or your phone to take notes down. Be inspired and encouraged in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday worship experiences are 9 a.m. at our Ascension Campus, 11 a.m. at our New Orleans Campus. Wednesdays at 6.30 at a Praise Church of New Orleans campus, you can power up with Mary Bang with a time of teaching and prayer. Also, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. at our Ascension campus, join us for Supernatural Wednesday with worship, word, and prayer. Praise Kids is also conducted during these services. Currently on Thursday nights at 6.30, you can join Kimberly Williams and Vita Thompson for Women of the Bible. Get connected today in our sync groups by visiting our website. Mark your calendars for these upcoming exciting events. Saturday, April the 30th from 12 to 2 p.m. is our Praise Church Ladies Luncheon at the Hilton New Orleans Airport in Kenner. We want you to go ahead and register, purchase your tickets today. We're going to have an awesome time of word, fellowship, also delicious food and prayer. Our Unlocked Leadership Edition Luncheon at 12 p.m. It's at Mike Anderson in Gonzales. You can register online today. July the 15th and 16th is our Unlocked Annual Women's Conference. We always have such a wonderful time. We've got luncheons, fellowship, fun, worship, prayer, and powerful words. Many of our ladies that are part of our campuses at Praise Church are part of the ministry. We're also bringing in other powerful ladies that will be speaking. Pastor Beth's going to be speaking, Pastor Rochelle, myself, and our special guest, Pastor Robin Bullock. You don't want to miss it. It's it's going to be awesome. awesome. Registration, Registration will be open will soon for this event. event. In August, in August, Prophet Patrick Kitely is coming to deliver a powerful word. You don't want to miss it. In addition to that, I'm excited to announce that we have Bishop Tudor Bismarck once again in the house. It's going to be coming in the fall of this year. We have so many exciting things all the time. The best way for you to connect with us is through our Facebook page, Instagram, and also you can download our app and follow and check our website as well, Praise Church of Louisiana. If you haven't done so yet, so yet, be sure that be you sure checked that you in, in at Praise Church of Louisiana, Louisiana. at whatever, whatever campus that you're worshiping with us today. today. Again, we Again, are so we're excited and honored that you're worshiping with us. We know that God has a miracle just for you. It is offering time. Amen. What a wonderful time to worship God with our finances. So this week, let get to my notes so I don't forget, but this week in my time of meditation, my time of prayer with God, he just spoke to me so clearly. Raise your expectations. Raise your expectations. And I was like, God, raise my expectations? Me? I have huge, lofty, big expectations. So when he said, raise your expectations, I'm thinking, you talking to me? You know? And yes, it was for me. But I believe not only is it for me, it's for all of us. You know, we all, you know, have things that we're believing God for. And some of the expectations that we have are just, you know, little things that we think may be big. But even beyond that, like the things that you are faithing God for, 
it's nothing for him. It is little. It's nothing for him. And so God wants us to raise our expectations. And a part of that is building our faith. We can't have great expectations and we can't raise our expectations if our faith don't work hand in hand. So we have to raise our expectations and have faith that God is going to do all those things that he promised to do and the things that we're believing him for. I'm believing God for some big, like huge things. And so what God was telling me this week, that's nothing for him. So whatever you're believing God for, expand um, your expectations. And so he brought me this morning to Matthew chapter 9 in the Message um, Bible, verses 27 through 31. So I'm going to read that quickly while you prepare your offering. And it says, the subtitle above that says, become what you believe. Become what you believe. So when we build our expectations and we stand on faith, then we're able to become what we believe. We're able to see God do those things that he wants to do for us. And I don't know why I'm coming to this, but it's like God just dropped in my spirit open doors in this season. If we don't build our expectations and build our faith, then those open doors that God has for us, we will see them but keep on moving because we don't realize those doors are for us. So we have to build our expectations. So Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 in the Message Bible says, and Jesus left the house. He was followed by two blind men crying out, mercy, son of David, mercy on us. When Jesus got home, the blind men went in with him. Jesus said to them, do you really believe I can do this? They said, why, yes, master. He touched their eyes and said, become what you believe. And it happened. And in another translation, it says, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, be it unto you. So build up your faith. Believe God for the big things, and he's going to do exactly what he promised. And he's going to exceed your expectations. Our expectations and what we're believing for are so small in the big picture. God desires to do big things for us. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to give. We thank you, Lord God, for your word that gives us life, your word that gives us instructions. God, bless us to have great expectations. Bless us, Lord God, and give us insight and the desire to increase and expand our expectations. And Lord God, as we do that, Lord God, let us stand in faith, Lord God, knowing that everything that you promised shall come to pass. In Jesus' name, be it unto us today. Amen. Some that are still giving their offerings, some give through text to give. And at this time, Praise Kids is going to have an incredible service with Miss Markeisha. So y'all can be dismissed at this time. What a powerful word. Thank you for encouraging us, Pastor Erica. 
Um, we have some exciting things today. We're going to get right into it. We have some media um, that's going to be incorporated into today's message. I like to do things different. And I like to change things up. And so um, Josh, is, Josh and I are doing a tag team sermon today. And before we play the first clip, um, because we're doing things different, and today is Sunday at the cinema, because we do have some movies that we're going to reference and have some clips played, we have popcorn for everybody. All right? So you may have, I don't know if you had breakfast or not. But, you know, this can be maybe your breakfast, um, so you can have your popcorn, so that we can uh, <laughs> just, here again, doing things a little different today, having a little fun, and that's okay. So get your popcorn, and um, we're going to have a great time today. Thank you so much for helping Aunt Marilyn and Pastor Erica, Pastor Derek with the media. And uh, so in just a moment, once you get settled, then we'll play our first clip. You can probably go ahead and do it now. Maggie Carpenter is walking down the aisle. Seems very confident in her approach. She's at the first pew. Bride seems to be a bit hesitant. She's turning. She's turning in. Oh, she's running. Where's she going? Lock the door! She likes to dump grooms right at the altar. Plows down the aisle, knocking old ladies out of her way. You're going to do the same thing to number four that you did to the previous three. And I'm not leaving until you do. Used. Well, they're mine. Turning in my running shoes to you. I guarantee that we'll have tough times. And I guarantee that at some point, one or both of us will want to get out. But I also guarantee I'll regret it for the rest of my life. Because I know in my heart, you're the only one for me. Story, I would like to share my love story. Um, and so my love story goes like this, or it, it, it's going like this, right, maybe? Because it's still going. Um, Josh and I, we met here at church, and then we became friends. And he would hang out with me and my parents, and um, because I'm fused at the hips with my parents. And, um, and then we dated for six months, and then he proposed to me. And so it was not just an, uh, an un, like a a normal or how you would imagine a proposal would be, but it was a very creative and it, it was a surprise to me the way that he proposed. Um, and he proposed to me with 12 pairs of shoes. And so I have a picture here that you could see uh, the 12 pairs of shoes that he proposed and he wrapped each 
Um, everything was in a, it was in a gift box. It was in a gift bag, excuse me. Everything was wrapped. And so when I opened up each pair, like I had sandals, I got rain boots, I had tennis shoes, then they had some wedge heels, and they had some fancy heels. And then when I got to the very last gift, the 12th gift, I opened it up, and in that box was only one shoe, and it was this gorgeous rhinestone heel, you know, it was beautiful, and inside that shoe was a black velvet ring box. And so at that time, immediately, Josh got down on one knee, and he pulled out the other shoe, and he said, um, which also he had the ring, and uh, which was, you know, very, very well thought out. I mean, it was just amazing. And, um, and, and he gets down on one knee and he says, just as I, we have, you've opened 12 boxes, 12 gifts, and they're all different shoes. You know, not only does the 12 represent um, 12 months in a year, but it also represents the seasons of life, the different seasons of life that we walk through. And I wouldn't want to spend or walk through any season of this life without you. Would you marry me? And of course, with tears in my eyes, I said yes. And so that is how he proposed to me. So shoes. And so it, it went along with today's message. I just want to share that with you all. Now we're, you know, obviously married and we have two handsome boys. Um, and we're very excited about what God is doing, um, not only just in our life, but in the body of Christ. God's doing some incredible things. And um, anyway, so let me get to my, to my next page here. Um, So the clip that we just watched, which was a compilation clip, as you could tell, you know, and um, it was a, a, it, the clip that we just watched from Runaway Bride. It's a story of a lady named Maggie. OK, and she desired to be married, but she was afraid to pay the price of commitment. And so she ends up, um, you know, going to the altar four different times and leaving the groom stranded, like leaving them there. They, they became victims, right? And, and she began to run away. She runs away from the commitment to the altar. She, you know, each time that she walked down the aisle towards the altar, which represents a place of commitment, fear would grip her. She would lose her focus and she would run. She would run away from her destiny. And, and we're going somewhere today because this is where some of us are, is that God will call us to a place in him and we go closer to him. You know, we're supposed to, we are in covenant with God. If we've asked Christ to live in our, in our heart and to, you know, make him the Lord of our life, then, then we're in covenant. And, you know, a covenant or a marriage is not intended to be broken. And, and so when we get a little closer to the altar, to a place of commitment, and then we're just like Maggie. Fear grips us. We lose our focus. And so I want to talk about fear right now because this is what, this is what happens is that fear, you know, um, the closer that we get to the altar, a place of commitment and pursue covenant with God um, and our, our God-designed destiny, fear grips us and we lose our focus. We run away. And not only did Maggie have to deal with fear of losing her focus, you know, a lot of us, we deal with fear, we, we deal with focus, but not only did Maggie have to deal with that, but she had to deal with a reporter. Ike, the reporter, came to town, right? If you know the story, and maybe you don't, I'm just going to briefly share about it, is the guy that she ends up marrying, his name is Ike. Well, he finds out about her story, about standing up grooms at the altar, and he writes a column in the newspaper about it. Well, 
he loses his job because his boss is like, hey, this is not factual, so you've lost your job. In order to get his job back, he said, I'm going to go to Maggie's town. I'm going to watch every move. I'm going to scrutinize her, and I'm going to watch and wait until she falls. Okay? All of us deal, deal with fear, focus, and reporters. So fear, let's talk about that. We experience the fear of, what if it doesn't work out? You know, Maggie's dealing with the fear. What if this doesn't work out? And then the second thing is, you know, what if I fall? Or what about my past? You know, her past was holding her back, you know, because of remembering what happened the last time she ran, you know? And so these are things that, that we also deal with, but Christ is saying that he will catch you and that your past is covered, amen? Last week we celebrated Easter and how that Christ paid the price for our sins and, and by his stripes that we are healed. You know, our past is covered. Thank you, Jesus, that our past is covered and we don't have to be bound by our past anymore. You know, Maggie's fear left victims at the altar. And when we do not commit to what Christ is calling us to, we leave victims behind. You know, there's people that are looking and waiting for you to make that commitment to what God's calling you to, to your destiny. And when we don't fulfill that, guess what? We also leave victims behind because there are people that are waiting for us. In Romans 8, 19, I have this verse for you. It says, for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God, that's you and I, for the children of God to be revealed. It's not just that, okay, I accept Christ in my life and I'm being revealed. No, it's that we are walking out our destiny. And through that transformation process, that is how the children of God are revealed. People are waiting for you and I to walk down that aisle and to make that commitment. Let's talk about focus. See, the enemy tries to cause us to lose focus. Amen. It seems like every time that we get closer and we're saying, okay, I'm going to fulfill what you've called me to do. I got my focus right. I'm doing this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to set time every day, an hour in prayer. When I wake up in the morning, I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to, don't you know the enemy knows that you're trying to make a new level of commitment? And so his, he doesn't have to cause you to go and to fall into deep sin, even though all sin is equal, Right. Us as humans, we want to categorize it. But he doesn't even have to get you to, you know, fall into deep sin. All he has to do is cause you to lose your focus. And he's won because he doesn't want you to fulfill your destiny. Amen? And so we've got to always refocus. I've got to constantly refocus because God, you know, the enemy wants to come and cause us to lose focus. So I need to be more intentional. I'm going to be refocused. There's going to be distractions come. Amen? Hey, if you've got children, right? Amen? Right? You're going to have distractions come. If you're just alive, right, you, you're going to have distractions come. But we've got to continuously to refocus on what God has called us to do. Amen. And so that's the game changer is in fulfilling our destiny is, is keeping our focus. And so Romans 7, 15 through 20, which I may read the whole thing, may not, but this is where Paul is exp expressing a soul uh, struggle, a soul versus spirit struggle. And he's telling, he's saying, I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do. But what I hate to do, 
See, he's doing what he hates to do. There's a struggle. How many of you have ever felt that way? I know I, I have. I know I've felt that way, and I'm sure that there's times I'm going to feel that way again. The things that I know that I should be doing, I'm not doing them. I know I should be doing that, I, I, but I, there's a struggle, and he goes on, and he says, and if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. And he goes on, beginning to explain, and all the doo-doos and doo-doos, it reminds me of a song. And it goes, doo-doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo. Y'all can help me out? Y'all say, doo-doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo. Come on, y'all got to help me out. I don't hear y'all. I know New Orleans is going to show y'all up. Okay, I'm going to have to tell them. I have to tell them. They didn't, do, they didn't help me out. But the song, the lyrics go, I can pay my own light bill, baby. Doo-doo, doo-doo. But my own gas and my own car. You can't believe I'm doing this, right? Doo-doo. I can buy my own shoe collection. It just went with the whole, whole thing. I said, it just went with the whole sermon. I had to do it. Had to do it. Well, see, it's because it's going to be your money that's buying the, that's how it works. No, because what's yours is mine, and what's mine is mine. So that's how that works, right? No. <laughs> anyway, we had to loosen it up. All right, the next thing is reporters. Third thing is reporters. The reporters, just like Ike, they always get in the way. They mock. They're waiting to, for us to fall. They're waiting for, I know all of us can think of people in our life, that the enemy plants in our life. For us to, that they're waiting for Bethany to fall. I got people on Facebook that I know they're not my friends. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. They don't care about me. And, you know, they don't care about what I'm doing. But they're only friends with me because they want to see what I'm doing. They're nosy. And, you know, I was so bad. want to just block and delete. And, and the Lord checks me. He's like, you know what? Maybe there's something in your life that could reach out to them. I'm like, okay, I guess we'll just leave it like that. But, they, they you know, we have to, re we prove the reporters in our life wrong when we stay focused. We prove them wrong when we stay focused. Ephesians 5.27 says, He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. Amen. This is Christ is coming back for a bride that's without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. You know, and that's a responsibility for you and I to continuously... You know, getting Botox spiritually. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and, and allowing the word. How do we do that? Is, is we take the word and we read the word and not just read the word. Because there's a lot of sinners that know the word better than believers. But to read the word and allow the transformation to take place in our life. To allow that transportation. Transportation. Uh, transportation. Transformation. Okay, hallelujah. Where's my other cup of coffee? Okay, okay. <laughs> so the closer that we get to him, the less blemishes we will have in our life. Amen? The less sin that we're, you know, we're going to be, we, we, we are always to be, um, the closer that we get to him, the more he cleanses us and purifies us. Amen? Because we want to be more like Christ. Amen? We are Christians, which means Christ-like. That doesn't mean that, I mean, I'm not perfect. 
but I strive to be holy in every area of my life. And the more that I allow the transformation, then the more like him I'm going to be. Amen. And so, so some of us have partially given ourselves to God. You know, we only give him Sunday morning. That's the only time we give to him. We, we have a one night stand mentality. We get what will satisfy us for the moment, but we have no intentions for anything more than just a quick fix. Amen. Amen. We cannot expect to walk in our God-designed destiny when we come to Christ to hit it and quit it. Come on. Spiritually, when we come to hit it and quit it, when he's calling us to live it and commit it. He's wanting us to live the life and to commit to him, not just to come just, oh, God, I need you now. What am I going to, you know, and, and when we haven't even been seeking out having a relationship with him, you know, we, he, Jesus is not our sugar daddy. Well, we're just going to get whatever we want, you know, when we want it. But it's a relationship. It's a relationship where it, we're communing with him. We're, we're seeking after him. And instead of running from him, we're running to him. Amen? He wants all of us. He wants everything. He wants everything. Won't you commit to him today? Commit to him. You know, I want to talk about running shoes because I wore my running shoes today. Because I'm not running from him, I'm running to him. But some of us, we need to, just like Maggie did, is she gave her running shoes to the love of her life. She turned in her running shoes. She said, I'm not going to run anymore. I've been running. I know that you know my past. You've been studying my life. You know all of my mistakes. You've been, you know, scrutinizing my every move. But because I am so in love with you, and I know that my destiny is tied to you, I'm giving you my running shoes, and I want to ask you today, are you ready to turn in your running shoes? Are you ready to stop running from the call of God on your life when God is trying to bring you to a different place? And yes, there's going to be fear that comes. There's going to be, you know, our focus that's going to be tested, and reporters are going to be there, but are you willing to push all of that aside this morning to turn in your running shoes? We need to stop running from the call that's on our lives. Stop running from the purpose that God has put upon us. You know, because we will continue to run until we make that decision, just like Maggie did. I'm just giving you everything. I'm giving you all my excuses. I'm giving you, I'm, giving, I'm turning in my running shoes to you today. And so won't you make that decision this morning to stop running from him? The most beautiful love story of all is the one where you commit to Christ and fulfill your destiny. That's the most beautiful love story of all, is when you commit to Christ. See, your happily ever after, it was already paid in full by Jesus Christ on the cross. I want to read a few verses, and then we're going to transition, and Josh is going to come. And 1 Peter 2, 24, it says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds you have been healed in every area in your soul in your mind in your physical body amen romans 5 8 says but god shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners christ died for us amen that's the ultimate love jeremiah 29 11 says for i know the plans i have for you Amen. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And just as Maggie said to Ike, I want to tell you today, I guarantee 
that there will be tough times. I guarantee that there's going to be days you're going to want to get out of this Christian thing. I guarantee that. But I also guarantee that if you don't make that decision today, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. You're going to regret it for the rest of your life. As I close with this, um, with this scripture, Revelations 2, 4 through 5, it says, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. It's time to run back to our first love. No matter what level of, of relationship you currently have with Christ. Some of us, we may need to rededicate our life to him today. Some of us, we need to just rededicate our focus to him so that we can run towards him and fulfill what he's called us to do. So I just want to challenge you today, this morning, to turn in your running shoes, amen, to come back home to him, amen. We have another video are you going to come? Okay. Good morning. I hope everybody's doing good. My wife made y'all laugh. I'm going to make y'all cry. We want you to have the full range of emotions today. <laughs> No, before they play my video, I, I was like, man, I got to talk about this. You know, after we got engaged, Beth's like, oh, you should come over. I love this movie. It's The Runaway Bride. And so here we are engaged, and all of a sudden my face is turning red. And then I start sweating. She's like, are you feeling? And I made that part up. But we did watch that movie, Engaged. I'm like, what are you thinking? You don't show your fiancé a, a movie about a bride going up to the altar and then running every time as you get married in six months. You know what I mean? That's like... <laughs> Talk about fear? Oh, buddy. So let's see if we can get um, prep for the video and our online audience will be back in just a few minutes. Um, we, uh, Y'all check this out. I saw the sun begin to dim. And felt that winter wind blow cold A man learns who was there for him When the glitter fades and the walls won't hold Cause from that rubble what remains Can only be what's true if all was lost, there's more I gained Cause it led me back To you Champagne with kings and queens, the politicians praised my name. 
Elizabeth Holmes was someone else's dreams, the pitfalls of the man I became. For years and years, I chased their cheers, a crazy speed of always needing more. But when I stop and see you here, I remember. And before someone writes an email, they were passing out cream soda. And <laughs> just so you know. But I, I love that movie. Who's seen that movie in here? I think it's an incredible movie. 
And actually, I could do the whole, I could do a whole message on that entire movie. And that song right there, everything in that song has scripture based beyond it. And I think someone actually took scripture and wrote a song. But, you know, I'm going to use that song as a backdrop of a message today called Home Again. You know, it's interesting. My wife talked about rededication to Christ. And I'm going to talk about that, too, because there's a clear call from God calling his children back home. Amen. Come on, there's sons and daughters that are walking the streets. There, we have people that are in church but not really committed to church. We've got people that have been saved but not walking in the fullness. We've got family members that are away from God. We've got family members that don't know God. And I believe that now is the time and the season where God is going to start to call his children back home. You know, P.T. Barham, you know, the movie's loosely written about his life. It's not all historically accurate. But if you saw it in the beginning, he was a son of a tailor. And he always had a dream of making it big. You know that song, everything you ever want, everything you ever need is right in front of you. This is who you want to be. And when I think of that, I think about when Christ encountered Satan in his 40, after his 40 days of fasting. Because he took, he took Jesus up to the top of the high places and he said, if you will bow down and worship me, <laughs> I will give you the kingdoms, for they are mine to give. And so he started out with this whole dream of being something big. And then he made it. And you saw in there, he said, you know, I drank champagne with kings and queens and politicians praised my name. Everything he ever thought he wanted to be, he had. But he said, that's someone else's dreams, the pitfall of the man I became. I wonder how many times we start off life intentionally with God, and then we find ourselves pursuing our dreams, and then we realize this is not really who we are, and this is not really who we want to be. And so I'm going to take part of this song. I'm going to break it down with Scripture, and we're going to walk through some things, and then we're going to pray. Man, he says, you know, at the beginning, he says, I saw the sun begin to dim, and the winter blow cold. And he says, a man learns who's there from him when the glitter fades and the walls won't hold. I know, and he says, because from that rubble, then what remains can only be true. If all was lost, there was more I gained, because it led me back to you. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 through 5, I'm reading for the New American Standard, the 1995 version. It's almost a parallel with the King James in words, if you use King James. And he says, For no man can lay a foundation other than what is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it be revealed by fire. And the fire itself will test the quality of man's work. Everything that I build in this life is going to be tested by the fire of God. 
And if any man's work which he has built on remains, he has received the reward. This is what he's talking about. He built all this stuff, but through the rubble, because the glitter had faded, the walls went whole, and through the rubble, only what was left was only what was true. And in the same thing in our walk with God, in our life, in this thing, only things that I built on truth, on the foundation of the rock of Jesus Christ is only going to remain. Everything else I do is going to be burned up, and it will be no more. It says, if any man his work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet as through fire. The rainer's fire. Come on. That's what's going to save us. Come on. It's going to burn up all the junk. Come on. Amen. And that's what's going to save us. And so now while we have life in us, come on, while we have breath, while we can walk, while we can move, while we can live, now is the time to consider, what am I building? And if I'm building something, is it going to remain? Or is it just going to be cast and burned up? Another thing he says in another verse, he says, from now on, these eyes will not be blinded by the lights. From now on, what has waited till tomorrow starts tonight. Man, to me, that sounds like commitment. Come on, that sounds like recommitment. You know, why would I put off till tomorrow what starts tonight? Come on, if we could just live that. I'm not going to be blinded by the lights anymore. Come on, things aren't going to, you know, glitter and glitz aren't going to attract me. I'm not going to be pulled aside. I'm not going to hear the whispers of the enemy and get chased into the Lord. The Word of God says that many have pierced themselves. Come on, for the search of riches and the pursuit of riches. But riches will never satisfy you. You can saw in his life he was miserable. He was miserable. You know what satisfies you? Redemption. You know what satisfies you? Freedom. You know, Billy Graham, in one of the first crusades he preached, he said, a man had a ministry for three years, yet countless of millions across every continent in this world worship him every week. And he said, why is that? He said, I'll tell you why. Because he was made to redeem us. We want to be free. Come on. We want to be redeemed. Come on. We want to be restored. We want to be healed. And while we can enjoy blessings, we can never let the blessings overtake our worship of the Lord and Savior. Because then it becomes idolatry. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12 through 15, it says, But what I am doing, I will continue to do so that I may cut off the opportunity for those who desire to be regarded just as we are about the matter with their boasting. Listen to this. He said, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. Come on, be blind about the lights. Come on, there are wolves in sheep's clothing that are professing the name of Christ but are leading many astray. And he says, no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, and therefore it is not surprising his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. Listen to me, church. We are in a time where there is a move of God coming. It's already started, actually, I'm going to tell you. And people are giving their lives back to Christ at the same time. But I'm talk, And God has never had so many Christians on the earth at the same time. But I'm going to tell you, there's never been a time in this earth where there's so many Luciferians. 
I'm going to say they're everywhere. They are infiltrated in society everywhere, and you cannot recognize them by their acts, by their works, by the way they dress, by the way they talk. You know how you know them? By the Spirit. By the Spirit. By the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit will highlight things to you because they are made to have a form of religion. And a form of godliness that the unwise will never know. But they are ravenous wolves embedded in places in government, society, churches, corporations to control, manipulate, stop the people of God and the move of God. See, many are blinded because they have not built their life on the rock. And it's not easy to build your life on the rock, especially in this world. I mean, we have instant access to everything we want in this life, guys and girls and ladies and gentlemen. I'll say it, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know what I'm talking about, well, I just threw a right hook. So let's not be blinded by the light. There's nothing more important than your walk with God. I wouldn't have the wife I have. I wouldn't have the children I have. I probably wouldn't even be here today. You know, my mom's sitting on the front row right here. <laughs> She can tell you that there's been many sleepless nights and nights of tears and prayers. And a grandmother that prayed. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, until I gave my life to Christ 20 years ago this month, it was rough. I, my mom thought I was going to be in prison or dead by the time I was in my mid-20s. No, no doubt. I'm not, I'm not making it up. It's, I don't glory in it. It was just my story. But God in his mercy called me. And I heard a call, and I answered the Spirit, and I gave my life to him, and it changed our whole family. And, my, and, you know, one of the most precious things to me, my father has passed, what, we're eight years now? Eight years ago. But my, seeing as a young 20s, after I got baptized, my parents baptized together in a pool at the same time, and I thought that was so special. And, uh, you know, I had a wonderful father. I had a wonderful mother. But, boy, I had a rebellious streak in me. I'm just telling you. Probably got it from my mama. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but God, Amen. But God, come on. There are many of you who've been in that place. Come on, you know what it's like when you've drunk all your alcohol and the music has stopped and the party's over and it's no longer fun and you find yourself alone or puking in some toilet. Come on. We've all lived that life. It's miserable. We had a gentleman show up this past Wednesday and you know he just rededicated his life, I guess, to Christ about four years ago. He lives in Texas, but he's like, I'm going to come and visit because I work in this area. 
he was telling me, he said, man, it's miserable. It was just miserable living halfway for God. Come on, it's miserable. You can't do it. And real quick, he said, you know, I'm going to hurry it up. For sake of time, I'm going to skip a couple of scriptures, but I'm going to go to Luke 15, and then we're going to pray. We're going to get you out of here. So in Luke 15, he's talking about the return of Jesus is using parables to teach. So he talks about the lost sheep. But I'm going to read verse 1 and 2, and then I'm going to drop down. I'm going to skip the lost sheep, and I'm going to skip the lost coin. He says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to him to listen to him, and both the Pharisees and scribes began to grumble and say, This man receives sinners and eats with them. Jesus is a friend of sinners. You read his life, he came to redeem us. So why wouldn't he go after those who were hurt and lost? And so he talks about the lost sheep and how if you had one missing, you would leave the 99 to go to find the other one. He talks about the lost coin, and then he talks about the prodigal son. And he said in verse 11, a man had two sons. The younger of them said to the father, Father, give me my share of estate that falls to me. So he divided the wealth between them. And not many days later, the young son gathered everything together and went on a journey into a distant country where he squandered his estate with loose living. And he took his, all his inheritance, asked for it earlier, before the time, and then he goes and he parties his father's work away. And when he has spent everything, a severe famine occurred in the country, and he began to be impoverished. Poverty's not good, and it's not fun, and it's not in a good place, and it's not designed for God's people. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens on the country. So now he's working for someone, and, 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 and he, sent to him, he sent him into the fields of the pigs, the swine. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating. And no one was there to give anything to him. But when he came to his senses, thank goodness that sometimes we just come to our senses and say, what I'm living in is atrocious. But even the least of the kingdom, come on, he said, even a servant in my father's house lives better than this. Come on, even... I don't know who you think is the least in the kingdom. It really doesn't matter. But even the worst of the worst lives better than this in the kingdom. That's what he's saying. And so he came to his senses, and I'm going to paraphrase just for time because it's 1010. And he, and he came, and he, ran, and he started coming back to the father and said, maybe my father won't accept me as a son anymore because I've gone too far. He may not accept me as a son, but surely he'll accept me as a servant. And when the father saw him, the father not only accepted him, he ran to him ran to him. And he said, for my son was gone. I'm paraphrasing for time, but he said, my son was gone, but he's here. Listen to me. We're Western mind people. We don't understand Hebrew culture. But I'm going to tell you, Hebrews eat something called kosher. Pigs are anti-kosher. So this kid, from the time that he was born, he was taught, you do not eat pigs, you don't get around pigs, you don't touch pigs, yet he finds himself as a Jewish, an adult, and he's living in pig slop against everything he was taught. 
I mean, that's like he, he, he came to the lowest of lows. It's like when you find somebody doing something that they said they would never do, but they're so depraved in mind. They're so depressed. They're so pushed down. They're doing everything against the DNA that they were raised with. That's called rock bottom. And when he hit rock bottom, he came to his senses. There's a clear call from God for the sons and daughters who are prodigals to come home. If Bethany would join me, we're going to pray in just a minute. My question is you, I think everyone in this room is saved. Maybe you have a loved one that's not saved. Maybe you have a grandchild. Maybe you have a spouse. Maybe you have, come up here, honey. Maybe you have a co-worker, somebody that's not saved. Or maybe, maybe today's message was about, hey, I am saved, but I got one running shoe on. And I got my other foot in the kingdom. And I've been straddling this fence. And it's been bumpy. And it hasn't been good. And you know what, God? I don't know all that you have for me. But I'm going to give myself to you. Just as my wife played that clip. What did she say? It may not be easy. And there be times where I want to get out of this. I mean, some, the Christian faith is not easy all the time. You know, there's people going Sunday fun day right now. Come on, they're on the river. Come on, they're boiling crawfish. They're eating snowballs. They're, they're going to the pool. They're doing all that stuff. But tonight, the sun is going to go down. Listen to me. And that entertainment is going to stop. And then when the house gets quiet, they're going to have to live with themselves and the condition they're in. And then they're going to have to wake up tomorrow to find something else to replace it. And then the next day, and then the next day, and then the next weekend, I got to do a little bit more. And I got to do a little bit more. Because eventually, what we're doing to pacify ourselves, come on, to please ourselves, it has to get stronger and stronger because it's no longer giving me the desire that I had. Come on, that flashy car. Oh, it was nice for that first couple months. It smelled so good. I was driving around, cruising. But eventually, the love bugs get it. You spill food in it. Someone bumps up the door. And what was your flashy car? And I was like, man, I got to trade this one in. But you only had it a year. But this is the mentality that we live. We have to trade everything in to get something new. All right. So if you need prayer, Beth and I will be glad to pray for you. I'd invite you to come up into the altar. Um, ask everybody that if they would stand at this time, and we'll definitely pray a corporate prayer as we believe. But if you need prayer, if you want rededication to your life, if you want to stand in for somebody, Listen, the Word of God says this. He says, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But the fear of man is trap. And here's what I've learned. That often, 
when I don't do things for God, it's because I'm worried about what someone else would think. And we just need to be free from that, amen? Sometimes God wants to move in our life, and we know we need prayer, but we don't want to go up for prayer because they're going to wonder what people think about us. But you know what? Forget that mess. You go home healed, saved, whole, delivered, amen, free. Go home free, committed in his love. So um, if anyone wants to come get prayer. Yeah. We just want to open up the altars right now. If you're saying, you know what, I want to rededicate my life or I want to just get my focus back. We just want to come together in agreement with you today. If that's you, amen. Anyone else want prayer? And uh, we just thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you you help us, oh God, no matter what we're going through, God. And when we give you everything, Lord Jesus, it doesn't mean that everything is going to be easy, but it means we're going to succeed. It means we're going to be victorious in every situation. For those of you who are dealing and praying for those that need to come back to God and you want to stand in proxy for them, we'd love to pray for you as well and just come in agreement with you this morning for that to take place. Amen. Lord, we just thank you, God. We thank you, Lord Jesus.